Hello and welcome to a special series of Block Talk, which we're calling Block Talk Explores. These quick listen episodes will be split by topic area, as our guests, who are all industry leaders in Scotland, will be discussing three specific industry topics. Topic number one is education and awareness of the industry and what property factors do. Number two is recruitment within the industry and any challenges that we that they see. Um, and the third one is customer care. Um, we'll release two episodes in week one and the third will be released the following week. We hope you enjoy the series and as always, it would be great to hear your feedback. Welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast. Um, just now we're doing Block Talk Explores. Today's guest, who is an industry leader in Scotland, is David Reed, CEO at James Gibb Arabia. Right. Hello. So, so customer service. How is customer service changing? I don't think. I, I genuinely don't think it, that that it has changed. I think it's. And I honestly feel as if I'm repeating myself. I'm going to get back to what, I, I, for me, it's a very simple process. It's, it's so simple that, that it's, it's, if you have if you have basic values in how you lead your life, and back to what I said, my five words, fair, reasonable, rational, manners and respect, James Gibbs' eight values of listen, learn, be fair, be creative, be honest, be clear, be helpful, conduct yourself with a bit of integrity, then... And know that they're not just words that you're reading as your values. They they actually they actually need you need to be thinking about them. You need to show up using using them. You need to you need to in everything that you do and everything you say, you need to be portraying that. Um again, what who, who's a customer service? I mean if you're delivering a customer service, think about why you're delivering that and then think about at the end of the day, there's no there's no easier way of saying it. The person that you're delivering a service to is actually paying your wages. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so ultimately, if you're not, it's that. What, what was the what was the phrase? You know, it takes, you know, it takes months to it takes months to get a customer in the door, but it can take seconds for them to walk out it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it can be something as simple as one of the one of the you can tell it from uh, first tier tribunals. Um, what the what the biggest offence in in our code of conduct is, and it's communication, communication, communication. All right. Okay. Now, I every email that ever comes through my inbox, um, I will respond to it and acknowledge it, and I'll tell every single one of our team to do exactly the same thing because it is basic manners and respect to say thank you very much for your email. I have it. And I will respond within this timeline. Um, and even if you don't respond within the timeline, you you keep the person communicated with. I mean that that for me is basic stuff. And if it's based on the values, then we say internally our values are a lighthouse. They give us direction. 
So if we're saying that that is the standards, um, don't get me wrong, we're, we're, we're going to be up against... Um, we're going to be up against the customers who take customer service to a level that it doesn't become customer service anymore because their expectations far exceed what we are saying we deliver as a service and then they become non-constructive about how they try to tell you that that service level isn't acceptable. Uh-huh. Um, that 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 is why we have policy in place for unreasonable behaviour if it ever reaches that stage. Granted, it's few and far between because a lot of our, our customer base is, is less likely to do that, but it does happen. Um, but we peg... As I've said in previous pod, podcasts, as as be very specific about who the customer is. The customer is our home builder, our homeowners, our suppliers, and our colleagues. And it all goes back to one phrase, and that is: don't treat anyone that you're in, in a manner that you're not willing to accept yourself. Yeah, yeah, that comes back. That's something that we we call something slightly different. We we call it EBS, Equal Business Stature. So it basically means that just because, and I mean, you're you're a customer of mine. Just because I I supply a service to you does not mean I am not equal to you. Does not mean you can shit on me or or, or whatever. Yeah, and and that is that is something that I I will stand up for for forever it's funny actually because i was in a a swithering whether to mention this but i'll not mention any names within the last month let's say i walked into an office um and there was a person at the door standing at the door as i got there and um and it was at nine o'clock i was going in for a meeting and the doors had just opened and i was it was female and i was kind of said, you know, you were here first, you go in. And she was like, oh, am I allowed in just now? And I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't work here. I'm just in to see someone else. Anyway, so <clears throat> I'm standing there and this person says, um, and the person behind the desk says, have you got an appointment? She went, no, 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 I'm, I'm here to make an appointment. Um, said, oh, you can't do that. She said, I've got a problem with my property. I've got something in the roof or something, some animals or something, and it's scaring me at night. Uh, you need to phone this number. It's like, well, why do I need to phone that number? Can I not see someone? We need to phone that number if you want to see someone. It's like, no, no, but I'm standing here. No, phone that number, and then they'll probably ask you to send in an email. Okay? I don't use email. And I'm sitting there going, that's the shittest customer service I have seen in a long time. Yeah? Sorry. I don't, uh, yeah. I didn't swear much in the last podcast, so I'm getting all that, this one. And I'm like, that is atrocious. Yeah. 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 But that, but that's, we're in a meeting today and we're talking about, as I always say, you know, if we onboard a new development or we're, you know, we get awarded from another um, competitor, the very first communication you send through that door is the start of that customer's journey with our organisation. So it has to be tight and it has to be clear. Um, and 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 if we don't do that, then we're not really off to, to a particularly great start. So you know, I've said it before is that you know back in 1999, I think it was the first time when when I didn't I I get I get you know. Um, had the flat in the West End, get involved with with the, the residence committee and and you know the different few different property agents come through the door and you know I came from a customer service background so I, I 
I was looking at it from a customer service point of view, yeah. and I'm saying, right, okay, so I then do a wee bit more digging into the into the sector, and you and you start to say, hold on a wee minute, if you apply a very robust customer service delivery product here, you're never going to look back, and 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 ultimately, I like to say that 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 in its own that customer service focus within an industry, in many ways, not lack lacked a great volume of um, uh, competitors in it that approached it that way is the reason for the success of the growth of that company so quickly. Um, yeah. I, it was a very simple, I just find customer service really simple and I don't know if it's because of how I conduct myself as a human being or whether it's something that was ingrained through you know, the minute I left uni. You go into your first job, it was customer service. You go into your second job, it was customer service. Third one was public sector. Back to customer service again. And, and, and I just find it very simple. And I get frustrated frustrated when I see, because it, the first, whenever I look at maybe a complaint that's come in, the first thing I'm looking at is just, is, it's just values. It's just yeah. understanding values. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an attitude and a mindset, isn't it? It's not, it's not, you know, but is it, I guess I, this is probably a conversation for another day. Is it something you can learn? Is it something you can innately want? Do you have to be built that you want to do it? Or is it yeah. something you can learn? Yeah, yeah. probably well, probably something for another day. But You can you can learn, which takes longer. Yeah. You've either, as I said earlier on, I would take somebody from a customer service background and teach them property management because, I found it easier to teach them property management than, yeah. than, than customer service delivery and basic values in life. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just don't understand why you go into the service industry if you don't want to serve a customer. Yeah, 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 got you, got you. So what do you view as the biggest challenge in providing that good level of service? We might be about to re- repeat ourselves, but... Yeah, but there'll be a bit, a bit of repeat in there, but, you know, probably, probably a different... You know, I've had a lot of difficult conversations a lot of I've had difficult clients over the years people are just un, unfair and unreasonable in terms of but I think if you clearly state what it is you're going to deliver as a product to to, to your customer um, and you can point to that when the person's expectations go beyond that um, but we're going to go full circle right back to the very first question you asked me and that is you're, you're going to have to go through a bit of education every time as well, because especially the complexity surrounding freehold tenure and 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 your customer base fully understanding what their responsibilities and accountabilities are. Um, and then for me, it's more about how you deliver back when they're challenging you, or you know, you've got to be calm, you've got to be factual, you've got to be constructive. You've got to you've, you've got to make sure you're not you're not making excuses. Um, Any time, I understand because sometimes when we when when somebody raises something and we have fallen short, they'll have more respect for you if you actually put your hands in the air and say we've got this wrong. It might cost you money, but you'll probably make more money in the long run by 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 getting a reputation for being honest and transparent. Um, Communication is the biggest challenge as well because sometimes people won't communicate effectively or communicate at all sometimes um, yeah. and somebody can be left 
to their third email before they get a, a response. Now I've had that from from um, from team members within our business as it currently stands, and 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 that that either is trained out, disciplined out, or thrown out. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it, it, it's just not acceptable by my stand you know, by by my standards and the organisation standards. In fact, I had one the other day where it was a. It was a, an old lady, an elderly lady, who, who had been trying to contact um, us and finally get through. But she was frustrated, so she was a bit, yeah, angry, yeah. Um, so I ended up speaking to her, um, and I realised very quickly, I'd be speaking to her in a very, very calm tone. As she started to calm down, she, she started to highlight where her concerns, and then you could answer her questions, and then you could confirm. I'm going to write to you and confirm what we've just discussed. And that person walks away happy and, yeah. and, and then starts to, a frustration start to drop. She then starts to speak to her neighbours about how she's had a better experience. We continue to deliver on that experience. You've got a happy customer and you've got a, a quieter site. It's, yeah. it's really not that difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it, you know, I, we all drop the ball sometimes, but you've got to you've got to put your hand up. And I, I, the one thing I cannot stand is people with slopey shoulders, whatever you want to call it, where you know nothing, nothing sticks. You know, I, I just you know put your hand up if you make a mistake. You know, just put your hand up and get on with it. You know, that's 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 my. Want to go back to the quote I've said before, Brian? And that, that was a Walt Disney one, do what you do so well, um, so they enjoy the experience and they come back the next time and bring their friends. Very yeah, simple. Very true, very true. Um, so last question on customer service. And this is about kind of difficult conversations. And, and you know, nobody likes difficult conversations. I don't, I don't particularly like them either. But, but I guess in property factoring, you guys are having, not on a daily basis, maybe but maybe it is, or a weekly basis. How do you manage those and how do employees cope? Because it's not an easy industry. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it depends on the context of what 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 the in fact I just left a meeting not so long ago. Um and 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 it's it's funny enough, it's it's a very difficult world at the moment because of what's going on with the utilities. You know, you you, you drop the ball in a Drop a ball in a transfer of contract. I'm sorry, I'll rephrase that. But some utility companies drop the ball in informing you that that uh-huh. you know we have not tracked something enough that goes out of contract. Then, because of the current climate, that is a significant exposure to any organisation. That's that's thousands of pounds in the current climate. Whereas yeah. before April last year, it would have been you know hundreds of pounds. I'm talking mm-hmm. twenty two. So so when you get Clients, whether they classify, whether it classifies them difficult, they might come on with a with an approach that they might come on with an approach that maybe you would think is a bit um, aggressive, but it's probably frustration. That's the first thing that I think about. Um, you can calm them down right from the outset by by actually asking them <laughs> to calm down. If they, if, if they don't, then you have to take other tactics, but. It goes back to what I said earlier on. There, if if you can be calm, and 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 in that earlier meeting, you basically take the flow of the problem and take it from what what it should, what the problem is, and what the solution is. Then have a look at the cause. But if you map it out and put it very processed from start to end, then you can you can say right, okay, this 
this person has got that wrong in their expectations, but we've got that wrong in terms of our delivery. And you can go back and manage the expectations and say to them, right, okay, are you going to accept a bit of responsibility here? By giving them by giving them information to make an informed decision. But yeah. while we don't give them the information to make an informed decision and, 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 and don't communicate effectively enough or often enough, then then you, you they're always going to be they'll just continue to be a difficult client. We're not educating them. We're not going to. We're not setting up AGMs. We're not. We're not going to meet them face to face. We're we're sending them an email rather than pick up the phone and actually speak to them. It's yeah. yes, there's difficult clients. Yes, you can handle difficult situations. But I've always come out there. I can't. I can maybe count. And over the last twenty years and 20, 20 odd years in property management, they've come out the other end of that difficult conversation. Not in a better place with a homeowner, or yeah, yeah. a home builder, or a supplier, or a colleague. Okay. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. No, and you're and you're right. You know, you just gotta you just gotta be upfront. Uh, it, it was funny actually because we did a we did in one of our um, we do this thing we'll called Friday. Monday then, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we do this thing every Friday called Friday Pulse, and we ask that and ask everyone in the team how happy are you this week but every so often or every 12 weeks it does a what's known as a culture profile and it asks about 16 or 20 questions and it asks all this and the one and we we actually from a benchmarking point of view and that's not really what it's about i guess but benchmarking point of view we scored really well but one of the things we scored really badly on was feedback yeah i.e. giving feedback and and it's something that you know I, I, I guess it's something I'm not terribly good at doing. Yeah. I mean, everyone, someone said to me, for every one bit of negative feedback, you should, you should give four good ones. Well, it depends on what kind of person you are and what kind of person, person you're giving the feedback to is as well as to whether they need that. But, but it's something that they kind of, and I guess giving feedback, both constructive or good or bad, is always necessary. So you know, and you're, you know, I think people respect you more for actually giving it rather than not. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? But why, why? Why? If someone, if someone's done a good job or a bad job, it doesn't matter. There is nobody in this world that I've met so far that I can honestly say doesn't have an insecurity. So everybody yeah. needs feedback. Everybody needs to. I, I need to know I, if I've if I've if I've done a good job. You know, you would through when you're the last man standing. Nobody tells you that. Yeah, yeah. You maybe yeah, get, yeah. and especially in our industry, you maybe get the odd time or someone will put thanks very much. And you, but I get a bit of pleasure. I get I get quite a lot of pleasure out of watching customers um, coming out out the other, other end and, and saying that they're happy. Your know, colleagues, colleagues, and team members saying that they're. You know, when you see some of the you know, staff survey, it was really positive. There's a lot of positives in there. Were some negatives as well, but there was a lot of positives, a lot more positives than there was negatives. That's where your that's where your feedback comes from. So, yeah. likewise, if I'm returning to to, to 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 anyone that I'm interacting with, if I'm learning, especially if I'm leading and managing them, I'll always go out my way to either to either feedback the, the plus or the minus. But do it in a constructive manner. I, I, yeah. I've got no time for the old bowler hat cap theory of, of uh, well, if I don't tell them whether they're not performing or not, then it'll keep them on their toes. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't work. Never worked for me. I can't see how it can work full stop. You've, that, got, that... you've got to speak to 
You've got to speak to your team. But that comes back to culture and values as well. How do you build a culture of business if you're not telling people how to get it on? I always say that when when you get so we do we do monthly one to ones. Um, everyone in the in the team gets monthly one to one. Now we just introduced this. Um, we used to do quarterlies. We do at the end of every month now, and um, and and I keep saying to when, when we come to the end of the year and we're looking at bonuses, um, and our bonus structure is dead easy. 10% of your salary you can earn a bonus. Um, 5% is based on company performance. 5% is based on your own performance. And nobody at the end of the year should be saying, I don't agree. Because see, if they're saying, I don't agree, as a manager, you've not done your job properly throughout yeah. the year. Because your 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 um, your direct report or whatever, your team member, um, should know the level they're at. Because they should be striving to get to a different level if they're not if they're not at the top of their game, you know. So, it, it, and that is all about feedback, isn't it? No, exactly the same thing. That's why the that's that's why the the uh, objectives are set at the beginning of the year. They are discussed as part of the the, the year end review. Yeah. People then are very clear on what their objectives are and what they need to achieve. Then a quarterly basis, sit down with them again and ask them and discuss with them where their challenges are. Then you have a mid-year review looking back at those objectives to see where we're at. No brainer. Sorry. Yeah, okay, that has been brilliant. So I have one final question for you. You've probably got fucking thousands of these, to be fair. Tell us something about you that people are generally surprised to find out about you. And, and don't tell me the one you normally tell me after 10 pints. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, there's, there's maybe two or three there I've told you after the 10 pints, Brian, but no. Um, I think I, I'd like to think I'm more surprised people, but, but that's that's challengeable. Um, the one that I did think about, now, like just because this happened the other weekend, you know, I've got two dogs. Yep. And I was up at, um, so I was up at Kames Hotel uh, by water, incidentally, um, by boat. And um, and one of them, one of them disappeared, right? And we were we were two days to get back to get back down the road and back to the house. Couldn't couldn't find couldn't find it for the extra day, so we ended up three days in total away from the house. And we get back to the house, and guess what? Was sitting at the doorstep, three pints of milk. <laughs> 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 so I couldn't resist. <laughs> So, um, that was shit, by the way. No, no, no. We can take I can tell. I can tell by the smile and those teeth. That no, that was I be no, I would say the thing about me that probably surprises people the most is I'm quite an introvert. Um, right. Okay. That's really? what, That's why that came into my head because I was thinking about the dogs. I, I, I'll go. I'll be up at half five in the morning, and I'll go away for half an hour before I even go near my laptop and get myself ready to go near my laptop, and I walk across the fields and. And uh, and I th- and I, and I guess it helps with my thinking. Um, I recognise people the most important thing in my life, which makes me care for them. However, some will let you down, which will toughen you up, um, and make you, especially the older you get, and the more some people have let you down, you find yourself being a wee bit more, which which disappoints me, a wee bit more closed, yeah. but. I've always been a kind of open book, and but quite an introvert as well as others would argue differently. I think. Okay, I, I would, I would, I, I would definitely argue. I would definitely fucking argue about that. <laughs> Sorry, lots of swearing today, so maybe we'll upset a few people. Um, okay, that has been absolutely. Is there anything fun. about me that surprises you, Brian? I would um, ask that question. Uh, just, just the whiteness of your teeth. 
Yeah. Well, you know, as it, as I said, once you, once you get a, once you get this kind of high blood pressure thing going on, rather than what, what looks as if I get bumped in the sun, but it's actually high blood. I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, no, that's them toned down a bit. Smeared some chocolate on them before I come on. So we'll at least at least I know they're my teeth. That's all I'm saying, Brian. Uh, very good. Yes. Uh, well, you have that one, <laughs> don't since, since the last, since the last time, since the last time we were out for a game of golf, you have had to put in a set of teeth, and you've got glasses, and you claim it be fifty-three. I know. I'm still unconvinced. You're not Jury's out, is it? Eh? Jury's out. Do you think I'm sixty. Oh, you, oh, so you're going to take your glasses off now because you think it'll make a difference? Oh, that's better. Yeah. Anyway. Do you know, it's funny, actually, because if you saw my twin brother, um, he hardly has any bloody grey hair, yeah? I've and he your, does definitely does twin brother, if you Yeah, recall. well, he doesn't, he doesn't, certainly doesn't look as old as me, whatever. But I know, maybe. Right, that has been fabulous talking to you. No, pleasure as ever. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoyed it, and, uh, and I hope they'll invite me back. Maybe not this time, but we'll see. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>